for all those who continue this notion of LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Shut up already. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! You hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes, he wants his mummy. <laughs> he uses Curry way down to Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James and the Muslim! Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Is this the tagger? White Mamba out. <laughs> He's waited six episodes. Look at him. He can be sweating. I was writing that for an hour today. (laughs) Hello, listeners, and welcome to Sports Opinionated. We're an NBA podcast from Australia, and we're not afraid to give our opinions on what we think about these uber-talented, highly competitive, yet precious NBA superstars. I'm Pete Evans. Alongside me for the second week in a row, a spring PB for him, is Matt O'Brien. O'Brien, welcome. We're down to the last four NBA playoffs. There's nothing like it. How pumped are you, mate? Oh, I'm not as pumped as you. Can you believe what happened today? Look at the smile on your face. <laughs> Listeners, if you could see this man right now, he is just, oh, man, oh, man, he's moist. This is unbelievable what's happened today. Hello? The nemesis, the team he was worried about, has been, in tennis terms, bundled out. <laughs> and, yep. And, yes, we have a... Stunning result, which I, I'm, I'm gathering we'll get to straight away, I would think. Pretty soon. We will pretty yes. soon. Just yep. unbelievable stuff. So, yeah, yeah great to uh, see a bit of uh, an upset. Love a good upset, as long as it doesn't involve my teams. It's good. Agreed. Agreed. Yep, they, they were Djokovic, all right. Um, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for asking how I am, and I am, I'm actually really good. I can um, see. I can look at your face. Uh, by the way, a little you've got a little clip coming your way, mate, from a very oh, okay. unexpected source. So, uh, oh, okay. one that delighted me immensely. Well, folks, we've had a huge week and a huge day in the NBA. More coaches departing. The league contender in the East convincingly bounced. A Western pretender exposed. An instant classic out East and a title favorite ousted. And O'Brien, <laughs> that's where we're heading straight away. You call them, pre- you call them pretenders. Love it. Look at him. You uh, call them pretenders. <laughs> I, I meant that for, meant that for Houston, my friend. Oh, oh. Let, let's let's jump in. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes, LeBron James at the buzzer. Bryant to shot. Is this the dagger? Because today is a great day, O'Brien. It's a great day for the NBA. A great day here in Melbourne with the sun out and shining. The Lakers shirt on. A great day because the Denver Nuggets, mate, the Denver Nuggets became the first team ever to come down from 1-3 in a playoff series twice in one season. They beat the LA Clippers four games to three, a team many had pegged to win the title. Mm. I'm just going to jump into it just a little bit, mate. Murray and Jokic were unbelievable for a game seven. Murray went for 40 on 15 of 26. Extraordinary stuff. He hit six threes at 46% in a game seven where everything typically tightens up. 
Jokic had the earliest triple-double ever in a Game 7 by midway through the third. Um, he ended with 16 and 22 boards, 13 assists, two blocks, and one completely indecipherable post-game interview where about the only phrase I could make out was, we're dogs. <laughs> Mate, they got good help from Jeremy Grant and Gary Harris. They won the rebounding count by 16. And meanwhile, the Clippers fell apart. PG, 4 of 16. Kawhi, 6 of 22. These aren't typos. These are actual box scores. They shot the 3 at 25%, and they're once vaunted. Vaunted O'Brien defense could not get any stops. O'Brien, what surprised you about today and this series well, as a whole? Uh, the Nuggets, uh, Gary Lyon once called them the Golden State Nuggets uh, on an <laughs> SEN breakfast show. Once. The why Denver you Nuggets. The pod, mate. It's oh, wild. man. It, the, three to one down twice. Not once, but twice. Um, you didn't add Lou Williams in there in your little, well, little take. Yeah, little take. So with him, him, Kawhi and PG combined today were 13 of 49, the three of them. That's what (laughs) – it just doesn't get it done, really. Um, The moment was just too much for them. Um, The game – game six – game six – did you catch the aftermath of game six? Doc Rivers – the, the play where um, Jamal Murray went to the hole and was absolutely just body-blocked NFL style by Paul George, which no foul was called, okay. extraordinary, extraordinarily. Okay. Um, body blocks are allowed now in the NBA. Okay. Um, um, and Doc Rivers said after the game, oh, after that, you know, they took so many free throws to how many free throws we took, but they were just more aggressive. It was just a, just a vague, you know, attempt to blame the officials on the loss. And I just thought... Mate, your your boys just went on the job. They had that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had them. They were up. What were they up in game six? 19. 19, yes. Exactly. That's it right there. Yep. That's it right there. Um, But how many guys, how many guys have gone for 40 in a game seven? I I, I think Jordan did maybe against the Knicks in 92. I'm, I'm not sure if LeBron did in a game seven, maybe. That's a rare achievement. You won't find many game sevens where anyone would go for 40. Just yep. extraordinary stuff. Cool. Um, yep, they had a lot go wrong. With apologies to Dennis Schroeder, the sixth man of the year, O'Brien, Montrez Harrell, was a defensive sieve all series. A sieve, O'Brien. Sieve. When he played alongside Kawhi, they were minus 90 in a stat that you don't rate. I don't write um, it, no. <laughs> whereas our man, our man, our man Zubach is plus 48 playing alongside uh, Kawhi. Um, but for the playoffs, the Clippers' net rating, get this, is 34 points better without Harrell on the court. 34. Good luck, okay. mate, to whoever wants to pay him big money as a free agent, which apparently the Clippers do want to pay him. Get this, Doc Rivers, Ty Lue, Sam Cassell were thoroughly outcoached by a man you and I both like. In Mike Malone, you and I have talked yep. about him off here. Doc couldn't stem the bleeding. They stayed with Harold over Zubak. They kept playing Lou Williams, who is abysmal. You were correct. He went four of 27 from three over their last three games. Oh, four wow. of 27. How well, is that like even possible? That what, what are they going to do? Play Reggie Jackson, maybe? I don't know. They don't have that many options. They have to keep going with him. Surely. <laughs> yep. yep. So they are absolutely done. And it's given us a very unexpected Western Conference Finals. But before we do, I wanted to give you the floor because you've you've 
You've been strong in communications behind the scenes in our board meetings, O'Brien. You've demanded the floor. You've demanded it like uh, like Sammy Newman. I'm going to give you the floor now, my friend. What was your take on Houston, my friend? Well, what did I say? What did I say to you after Game Three? Well, I will say that after Game One. What did uh, I say to you after Game Three? You said after Game One, the Lakers won't win four straight. <laughs> I said to you after Game Three, Houston would not win another game. Yep, they'd worked them out. Um, the old-fashioned, who would have thought it? The old-fashioned double team, who would have thought it? That it actually works. You actually double the best player and wait till the shot clock is down to maybe, you know, 12, 10 seconds after Harden's just dribbled like a baby for 12, 12 oh, seconds. And then, they, and then they, go and, they go and take the ball out of his hands and what they expect Westbrook to win the game for them, which I told you eventually would uh, come to grief. I don't know what he had in the last game other than uh, going into a fight with... Uh, Rondo, he didn't have many. He didn't have many though. <laughs> it was it was Rondo's it was four brother. fourteen, was he? <laughs> nah, he actually had a good game. Game five, uh, too little, too late from him. He actually got in a fight with Rondo's brother. Would you believe uh, the the uh, the bubble barber? Rondo's brother. Say about that later. That one. That was uh, okay. very. There you go. What, you, you what would you would you like to add something? But your Lakers just did the job. Davis did what he should do against a team with biggest players, six foot four. Um, did the oh, job. It, it actually became a bit uh, sad just how the media were kicking in to Houston and Harden. I just felt that he was not supported well enough. I, I stand by this, that he cops flack that Dame Lillard just doesn't because of his style of play. He's a superstar and he's just not getting enough help. Um, and uh, Mike D'Antoni did not give it 24 hours, man. Am I right? In announcing he was resigning as coach. Oh, so you're suggesting he was already at the door? Possibly. Well, you and I were talking off air. Is it? Is it? Uh, it was looking like being the Pelicans and coaching Zion, uh, an evolutionary talent. Um, but it could be the Sixers. So who knows? But yeah, definitely done and dusted before that series closed off. Yep, it's all over. Yeah, LeBron yep. Davis, fifty-one between them for the series, averaging per game. Did what stars, they the stars getting it done. Harden averaged thirty. Um, did what he could do, but. That's where it ended, mate. After that, didn't get any help. Cool. Well, let's said. let's let's stay in the West, bud, um, and look at the Western Conference Finals. Fair to say these playoffs haven't gone the way we thought they would. I, I was so happy. I told you I was doing this. I prepped for Lakers Clippers. <laughs> I had all my prep ready to go. Shift no, control, good. arrow down, hit delete. It was it was a wonderful moment, my friend. Had to mm. had to uh, bone up for tonight. That now, said, yes. Go. I was going to say, Denver still match up okay with this Lakers team. You know, you knew I'd talk myself into this, and I have. Because although they went one and three versus the Lakers this season, and yes, O'Brien, I do see the irony of Denver being down one, three already. Um, one of those losses was in OT, and another was in the bubble. As you pointed out, the Nuggets rested their entire team in the fourth quarter and had to play down the stretch their property steward, Jamal Murray's cute kid, and Jokic's girlfriend, uh, while LeBron played 40-odd <laughs> minutes to get a, a meaningless win in the bubble, my friend. Um, Matt, is there any way that you see Denver beating this Lakers team? Because I think there is, and if so, how? Uh, that, that's just a Lakers man talking, ladies and gentlemen. The Lakers will not be losing this series to the Denver Nuggets. Um, <laughs> put it, put it simply, and I've had, I've had approximately, the game's been finished for about four hours now um, to do this prep on this series. Davis is better than Jokovic. 
He has a much better forehand, <laughs> and his touch around the net is extraordinary. And LeBron is a better player in overall influence than Jamal Murray. Murray's clearly a better scorer than LeBron, but LeBron will have more influence in this series overall, as we know. Um, but I would say this. This this is a big, big moment for Anthony Davis. Right? If he's the best big in basketball, which I think he is, yep, and one of the best players in all of the NBA, here we go. This is it. This is the series. Okay. He's playing a man who's, who's done the 5-2 diet. He signed up to Noom. He's lost, he the, 30, he's he lost the 30. He's lost the 30 kegs he needed to lose. Skinny Jokic. Uh, he's skinny Jokic, and he's in career best, Evans. Career he best. Is. He is. So uh, Anthony Davis needs to get it done. Um, okay. And the Lakers would have been smoking the pipe watching this. I, just, I bet you they just cannot believe they're luckier. They just, it's just opened right up from... Um, the bookies agree with me, Evans. They've gone from two sixty yesterday into a dollar sixty-two now after today's result mm-hmm. for the title. And in a four-horse race, that's as pretty much as short as you can go. So it is short. It is Lakers short. In, Lakers in five or six for me. Okay. Okay. Good call. I'll get you to, to narrow that down by the time I finish my take. Um, the Nuggets have big wings to try and throw at LeBron in Grant and Millsap. Grant was really good in this series, and the Lakers have no one as explosive as Jamal Murray to get a running start in the pick and roll and get to the rim. Porter Jr., we saw make big improvements on D, but he may be exposed against made a ruthless Lakers team, exploiting every Denver weakness. I'm with you. Davis versus Jokic will be must-see TV. Hey, Jokic struggled this year against the Lakers. He averaged just 16 a game. Expect that to go up. Um, LeBron and Davis went for 29 a game against Denver. Murray back then, not at his now explosive best. Um, but these playoffs, mate, have got the Lakers' offense and defense humming. Um, AD will be ready to go to work. He'll be far too mobile for, a, I'll say it nicely, a less mobile Jokic. Uh, but Jokic, he's unbelievable at the moment. Some of the shots he's been hitting and how he's led that team has been off the charts. And LeBron, mate, in year 17, showing himself and the world why he's still one of the best going around. Um, their continuity, their cohesiveness is is as good as it gets. Um, can't wait for this to get started. A couple of days break for Denver. Well earned. A couple of days off. Then they'll kick it in Saturday Australian time. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to say Lakers in. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll, get, go. I'll go. <laughs> this will be six or seven, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he doesn't want to appear too confident, even though he is. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I'll, I'll oh, have a yes, lot of respect for this team. A lot of respect for this team. Um, if we go cold from three, they are right in this. Uh, Lakers in six for me. All right, Matt. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of tweets, a lot of jibber-jabbering, yibber-jabbering. There's been the commentators getting in. We've got a lot of quotes to go through. I'm going to let you tee off. What are some of the big quotes from the last week? Let's go to our quote segment, please. Another bitter twist to the dark side of an all-American success story. I know. You're not narrating the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Uh, Robert's Crows, come play with the rules. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? I had no problem with the glove. This is what I've had to put up with for, for about 20 years. Well, you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. He, he, he thought he thought he'd uh, come out and start talking after game four when they <laughs> yes, were lost did. game four against uh, the Clippers. And he, he said something like, oh, we have many players who can play basketball and score. As in, they went too much, went too much to my man Jokovic and Murray. Um, that looked a little bit, a bit, a bit silly from Michael. Yeah, okay. coming in. Okay. Just, just, just stick to your knitting, Michael, please. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Stick to your duty. Uh, Stan Van Gundy in one of the Lakers-Houston games. A direct quote. Uh, Los Angeles up 12 in fast break points. Part of the reason for their 13-point lead. You think? <laughs> you think, Stan? And maybe one extra free throw. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Chuck at halftime on TNT. He's always good for a quote every week. Um, uh, halftime of game five. The Clippers are up by maybe six or eight. Um, mm-hmm. Chuck says, Clippers win this by 20. Denver are packing their bags. They'll be back in the Mile High City by 11 tonight, Pacific time. <laughs> uh, no, Chuck. <laughs> they won't be going back they to Mile be. High City. Not, not, not that night and not even now they won't be. Oh, dear. <laughs> dear me. Um, staying with our earlier uh, Clippers Nuggets, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, in quoting Mark Jackson, says this. Paul George can be the best player in any series, no matter who else is on the floor. He's that talented. Oh, no, he's stop not. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. No, he's no. not. Well, I've got the great man as well, right? Now, bear in mind, this is during game five. Houston are down 29 points at the time, right, to the Lakers. Please, They're down by 29. Please tell me you got a Mark Jackson quote. Please. No, it's JVG, Jeff okay. Van Gundy. They're down 29. And Mike Dante, he goes... Mike D'Antoni has just done an amazing job with this Houston team. <laughs> Over the journey, mate. Stop it. Over he hasn't. the journey. He hasn't. And I'll get Over onto this later. Journey. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Another second uh, round exit. A great job. <laughs> um, you and I, we both like a bit of self-depreciation. It's very rare in our NBA superstars, mate. But Nikola Jokic, he was being, com- uh, he was being interviewed. And when seemingly being complimented on how patient he was being on offense, he counted with... I cannot really run fast. <laughs> That's great. great now stuff. we saw now we saw Rondo get into a get into a bit of a bit of a tiff with uh, Westbrook and then um, to be clear, Rondo's brother, mate. No, Rondo got in the tiff first, and then that's why Rondo's brother came to his defence, right? I think you're factual. Um, this is at the end of game five. This is when Le- I, found, I did find it amusing, a little side, light, side note. I did find it amusing that LeBron was just laughing at it. I thought that that was very funny. Just standing there laughing at them. It's all crap yep. to each other. Yep. Um, uh, his brother gets tossed because he, you know, said what he said. This is Rondo after the game. He says, he didn't do anything crazy. He called the man trash. He didn't do anything disrespectful. <laughs> no, 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 no harm. No, no harm, no harm. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right, O'Brien, you, you're on the Twitter. You're on the tweets. I had a friend uh, friend of the podcast forward me this today, the great Damien Lillard. Tweets at PatBev21. Patrick oh, Beverly's official. What did he say? I guess I should extend this Cancun invite since I haven't made my arrangements yet. Yes. Come on, Dame. Come on, Dame. Come on. That's fantastic. Love it. Um, now, this is uh, Doc Rivers in the post-practice presser yesterday. Um, it's before Game 7. And he's talking of Kawhi Leonard, and he says, he's unshakable. Kawhi, you can't guarantee he'll play well or not because he's human, and all the players are. <laughs> All right. All right, O'Brien, I've, I've got a got a little clip for you, so get, get comfy. Um, well, I'm, done with, I'm done with my quotes. Okay, well, this is my last one. I'll, I'll, I'll um, get the armour on. Let's go. We've quoted this this lady before, and I was visiting my mum during the oh, week, and you said to got? me, you said yes. to me, 
get us something for the podcast. Yes. Now, good. now I'll right. jump sports, and I know you hate doing this. You, you, you demand that we stay on the NBA, O'Brien. But my mum watches every AFL game there is, and I always tell her what games are coming up. And I said, I said to her, she goes, what's the Sunday game? And I said, doggies uh, and hawks. And without me saying anything, she just goes, that Hawthorne coach talks too much. What a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> Cop that, Clarko. All right, I'll stand here. Okay. Finally, sure. someone said it on the pod, mate. I haven't had the guts, but Marcia Evans well said. Well, I can't. Well, you said it, I'd come back at you, but I have too much respect for Marcia to, to respond. So <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll take that on board. <laughs> All right, take it on board. Well, let's head out east, Matt. And before we go into what was going on today, as expected, uh, just under a week ago, the Heat knocked off the Eastern favourites in the Milwaukee Bucks 4-1. to Giannis sat out the last game with an ankle, but it wouldn't have mattered. The Bucks were outplayed and unbelievably for a top seed, outmatched. Uh, the Bucks showed some heart, but way too late. Matty, I just wonder if this is something we can just expect each season with this Milwaukee Bucks roster in its current formation. You know, dominant regular season team, quickly figured out by a really good team in the playoffs and get bounced. Mate, if they don't make a noticeable schematic or roster change, they're, they're just not doing going anywhere, I don't reckon. They're staying with Coach Bud. Is this just who they are? And looking at the Greek freak, Bud, he shoots 30% on threes, 63% from the three free throw line. Some say that he's Shaq being used as if he's Kobe. O'Brien, what are Milwaukee supposed to do? And what's Giannis's next level, do you think? Does he have one? Oh, this is such a complicated scenario. I, I don't know how much of it could be put down to... Um, it was four games to two, right? So it's not that much in it. 4-1, um, bud. 4-1? Yep, 4-1. They got a, a late win when Giannis went down with the ankle... Oh, correct. Four. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Yep. Yeah, clearly they need... I, I mentioned this last week. If Giannis and Brooke Lopez want to continue to play as three-point shooters, they're not taking advantage of the advantage they have. So they need they need to change the way they approach each position. They need to mix it up. Giannis standing out there trying to do James Harden is just not going to work. As we've seen, because he's uh-huh. not a good, as you've mentioned, not a good enough three-point shooter for one. They probably need more shooters around them. So I don't know. If there's a couple of free agents they can pick up. Kyle Korver's like 46 years old. So they probably got to move uh, him on. Where's Matthews? Where's Matthews is probably done as well. Um, there's a couple of guys there they probably move on. Yep. Um, George Hill didn't have a good series. I didn't think no. so. He's he can play better. Um, I wouldn't go blowing things up though. I don't think it's. I think they're only a couple of pieces away. I wouldn't blow blow things up at this stage. I'd, I'd more say that Miami just are so even. I think it's more about them than it is about Milwaukee being majorly deficient. I think. Okay, fair um, enough, bud. Fair in that enough. series, in that series, Jimmy twenty three, Dragic nineteen, Bam seventeen and twelve, Crowder fifteen, Hero thirteen. That's how even yep. they are. Yep. So I'd love to see them win it. I'd love to see them win it. Well, you, so. you you may very well get your chance. You may get your chance. Let's move across to. Celtics Raptors game seven. There was a ton in this game. What did you expect in this game seven, O'Brien? And how did it play out in your eyes? Oh, I expected what I got, which was just yep. teams that couldn't score, yep. struggling to hit outside shots. The moment, the do or die, win or go home atmosphere, Evans. Um, yep. That's what we love about these game sevens when they're close. This is nothing mm-hmm. like it. Um, mm-hmm. Both teams shot it as bad as each other. 
Um, yes. But, but looking at it, the difference in the end was, I think, how they took care of the ball. Boston had uh, 86 uh, shots. Boston, well had 80, oh, at it, Boston had 86 shots. Toronto had 75 shots. They had 11 more attempts. And that was purely on the back of one thing. Boston had 12 steals mm-hmm. to the Raptors' one. Yep. Um, that was effort. That was the de- defensive length, the rotations. They're very great. They're very good at rotating the three-point shooters. But also some really bad stuff yeah. from Toronto. My man, yeah. Spicy P, a couple yeah. of shockers in the fourth quarter. Cost them yep. dearly. Just horrible cough-ups. Just, yeah, really bad. Um, but Toronto are still good. I reckon they're one player away, so be interesting to see what they do from here. What was your take on Game 7? Well, well said by you. Um, you've taken a 2-1 lead. You've taken a couple of my points. My first one's a peripheral. Clear overconfidence by the Raptors in donning the pink shirts yet again. I spoke about this. Um, yes, you're right, yes. though. Ugly game, low shooting clips, horrible three-point shooting. Toronto didn't get the help they needed all series from Fred Van Vliet. Teams need to think really carefully before paying him big money to run their offense. And you're yep. right. Siakam was shown up by, look, let's, let's call it. Um, Jalen Brown is a, is an elite defender. Siakam's just not yet a top 20 player. He had a forgettable series. You spot on Boston on the turnover count by eight, which is critical in a low scoring game. I liked it. The best and most talented team won the series. Great series. I just loved it. Um, the basketball Mark, fan. Mark, just Mark Gasol it. done. Mark Gasol done. Too much respect. I think Nick Nurse will find a role for anyone, mate. It depends on what he's paid. Depends on what he's paid. So there we go, mate. Can we move on, please, to our favourite segment of the podcast? It's always a concern when you've got to start a sentence, mate, with the words, I'm not into fat shaming. But... <laughs> MJ wearing a Detroit three-peat T-shirt. No, just how strong was Judd Bushler's coffee in the morning that he got interviewed? <laughs> but Matt's just asked me the question. And I'm answering it. Because I'm not getting an adequate response. Let's go into our peripheral pickups. Matt, an explanation, please, for our listeners. What are, oh, what are our peripheral pickups? Oh, these are the things that, that 99% of um, um, the viewing public will not be looking at. Stuff off okay. to the side, stuff off to the distance. Yep. yep. Stuff that's only just in view. Um, yes. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to let you lead off again, my friend. Um, Michael Porter at the end of game five for Denver, yes. this was a game where they've come back to keep their season alive. He had a massive block on Zubac, right? Do you uh-huh. remember this? Right uh, at the rim. Zubac was about to basically... Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he collected the rebound. And he was so keen to stand there and talk trash to Zubac that he did that. But he didn't realise that the play was still going. No foul had been called. There was no stop. There was no whistle. He's standing there with the ball in his hands, talking crap to Zubac that he's just blocked him. Right? Jeez. <laughs> Marcus Morris comes up from behind, yeah. goes to swipe it. Luckily, yep. for, luckily for Michael Porter Jr., it was called a yes. foul. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. He was so keen. He just, just lost his mind for a second. He did. He did. Um, I've got a couple of uh, foam fence celebrations for you, O'Brien. I'm, I'm heading towards the top ten for this. I've got a new one for you, and it's, it's going to be top. It's an automatic top three. I'm calling it the assisted wheelbarrow. To the one-handed side handstand. Now, assisted wheelbarrow. So picture Javal <laughs> McGee, Javal McGee coming across with his hands onto the court while a, a Lakers teammate holds his feet. Yes. And Javale hits the floor with one hand, one-handed and handstand. Over. Core strength back up to a standing position. Take oh, a bow, Javale McGee, magnificent. And <laughs> unknown Lakers gymnastics instructor. 
Oh, I'll follow on with another foam fence. I don't know which Denver player it was, but Jokic had a huge shot in the mid- in end of game five, and he was one foot on the on the foam fence, one foot yeah. playing a bit of guitar <laughs> like the Aussies when they won the four by one hundred to any of our US listeners back in two thousand when we were smashing the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was. My video's just become X-rated as O'Brien has literally stood up, <laughs> tested the hammy, the very susceptible right hamstring, and popped yes. it on the table while strumming his guitar. Great work yes. from you. Great yes. work. Now, Matt, I want you to picture this. Lakers, oh, Lakers. Nuggets, Clippers, late game five timeout. It's a close game. The Clippers are coming. They're playing offense, defense with the lineups. There's lots of energy. You know those kind of timeouts, Matt, where guys are talking, they're encouraging back rubs, they're chatting with assistant coaches, they're trying to find an an edge. Well, to the peripheral, Matt, is one player, one player sulking away alone on the bench, totally disengaged for the Clippers, and you can guess who it is. Oh, was it Patrick, was it? My man. Patrick Beverly, late in the game, clearly hadn't had his number called for the play, sulking on the bench alone in a game they were still in. Unbelievable. Oh, surprising a man of such high character would be all that. Um, <laughs> the, now, this, now, Evans, the end of game six in yeah. uh, the Clippers-Denver series, the Clippers had a 19-point lead, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. The fourth quarter, as the game started slipping away, yeah. The Clippers coaching staff, it was a circus show on that side of the court. Yeah, what do you if mean? If you get a chance to go back and look at it, we've got Doc Rivers, right? The three coaches are Doc Rivers, um, Sam Cassell, and, and your boy Tyler. Then there's another there's another Nipsey there. I'm not sure who it is. Some bald bloke. I don't I don't know what okay. his role is, right? Okay. He was coaching defense as if they could take notice of every time he opens his mouth. He's in the squat position. He's ushering blokes forward. He's ushering blokes back. He's saying, hold there, move there. I'm like, mate, they're playing defense. They're not going to turn and ask you for instructions. So there's that going on. And he's dancing up and down, this guy. And then you've got Doc Rivers behind just berating the officials. Yes. This was happening on every position. Oh, it was absolutely hilarious. This is fantastic. Please tell me the it's rest really of your hilarious. peripherals are Clippers oh, related. I'm loving this. They are Clippers uh, related. I've got, a phone, I've got a foam fence one for you. And yes. you, you turned this, a version of this in an earlier pod. I'm gonna, I've termed it, I've got a, I'm going to call it the barroom brawl. Um, the LA bench, it's a critical moment of, of, the Houston, of the Houston game. And LeBron's sitting. We bring on one, have you heard of this guy? Taylor Horton Tucker. Yes, the hyphenator. Taylor Horton Tucker comes on. First up, he rattles in a three, and that gets everyone's attention. LeBron's yes. just, LeBron straightens up. He's leaning on the fence. Gets a bit of confidence. He then comes in, hits a Euro layup around Harden, and the bench collectively loses their mind over The hyphenator. <laughs> it empties out like a barroom brawl. Guys coming over the top, shoving each other. They just lost it as this guy went back-to-back buckets. It was unbelievable. Now, I'm going to look this up. When was this? When was this? Is this in the last game? Uh, no, uh, game five. Uh, game five or four. Yes. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down. Um, now, your, your man. Uh, now, we, we had a player, a great Australian basketball player <laughs> named Pat Smythe. And he was <laughs> he, 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 captained, he captained the Australian team. He was very much receding. No, no hair. You know, probably at 28 years, 30 years of age, there was nothing there. But he had a little pretty. bit of he had a little bit of a wisp going across the top there. Um, 
He was he was referred to as the general because he was the great point guard. Now I've dubbed your boy Alex Caruso as the general. Uh-huh. I love Alex. I love the general when he gets some good action. Now, did you see the general? Now, normally yes. a a white balding man, you know, you know, prematurely balding man would normally be not too good on the athletic plays. But did hey, you hey, see hey, hey, him? Hey. Did hey. you see him block yes. Harden in Game Five? Yes. I was yes. like, I said to myself, the general. The general. Fantastic. Yeah, well done. Well Do done. I took more? it out of my highlights. I took it out of my highlights. That He has hops just because he's white, mate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, white man can jump. He certainly can. You um, got one more? Have you got one more? I've got one more. Okay. I've got, I got my last one for you. And it's back to the foam fence. And it's Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, who didn't play the last about three, four games of the series, were sitting in the front row in front of the foam fence. And a Houston player did that, your pet hate, foot on the line, and as the, ref- uh. as the referee blew the whistle and pointed to the line, without saying anything, Dwight and McGee went over into the one-handed handstand, pointing at the line simultaneously to reinforce oh. the referee's call. <laughs> it was fantastic, mate. Yeah. I'm on fire on the foam fence. The foam fence, it's a, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, now, I will finish with our great man, since it's disappointing they've been knocked out of the playoffs, because he just gives us so much this... Uh, this man of great character, Patrick Beverly. Um, in the first minute of Game 5 against Denver, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? He hits a three. This is in the first minute, ladies and gentlemen. The first minute. Tell him. Tell to him. put him up, I don't know, four to one or five to two or something. He's um, a good shooter. He hits a three. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ryan. Um, and he holds his oh. arm up like he's Michael Jordan in Game 6 and 98. <laughs> I mean, please, we know you've got some kind of attention deficit situation going on. We see you're playing basketball. It's okay. You don't need to hold your arm up in the air for five seconds. Thank you. After one shot at the start of the game. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, he's, and we'll just wave him goodbye because he's, he's done. He's done. Uh, he's he's almost a 40% career three-point shooter, mate. But, yeah, fair point. Fair point. Oh, I love our peripherals. I can't wait for more. I don't know how else they're going to use this foam fence, O'Brien, but um, they seem to be finding new ways. I repeat, the assisted wheelbarrow to the one-handed. The assisted wheelbarrow. (laughs) Well, mate, let's jump into an Eastern Conference Finals preview slash recap because it kicked off today. We had a terrific game one, which showed us why these two teams, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, are so hard to split. I'm wrapped that one of these teams will make the finals. I really am. Today, Boston shot it at 44% from the field, 35 from three. Like, okay, that's that's about the league average. Miami went at 47 from the field, but shot the three ball today, mate, at 44%. Fair to say, in an overtime win, that'd be the difference. The Heat are the second best three-point shooting team in the league. Did you know that Duncan Robinson has made 46% of his catch-and-shoot threes this year? Did you know 40%. that? 46%. 46. 46. Um, Guess who out of Steph, Clay, or Ray Allen has done that before for a season? Correct. Uh, None of them. None None of them them has gone at that clip. We thought that the the Celtics could negate this because they ranked second in opponent, three-point percentage. They held the Raptors three to below 30%. Not today, mate. The Raptors were on fire. Jay Crowder, five of nine. He's on fire. Today's game was all over the place, but I need you to take it a moment. But get this for the first three quarters. Miami have their worst output of the playoffs in quarter one. In quarter yep. two, they have their best outing of the playoffs. And then in quarter three, they have they their suck worst. Suck it up again. Yes. They have their worst out. And they still win the game. Mate, yeah. what are your what was your thoughts pre-series? 
And has it changed after one game? Yeah, it probably has. I had the Celtics in seven um, yes. when you asked me for my prediction this morning. Um, I watched the last six minutes of this live today and the overtime. Uh-huh. Miami's defense is extraordinary. They are just committed in every possession. The switching, the double, the help. When, the, when they've got a teammate who's not covered, they switch, they call, they talk. It's just yeah. brilliant to yeah, watch. Good call. Really good brilliant call. to watch. Um, Jason Tatum did not get it done down the stretch today. Took a few awful shots down the stretch. I don't know if you watched this game live. It was absolutely... He just that game some, winner was horrendous. He looked some terrible shots. And justice is justice, my friend, because um, at the end of regulation, after Buckets had hit a huge three... Um, yep. To put them up one. Yes. Boston had the last possession. On the inbounds pass, Kemba Walker had, um, what's his face? Jones Jr. Jones Jr. And he pushed him into, he pushed him into Marcus Smart, who just dives to the floor. And the refs called a foul, which allowed them to go and hit a free throw and tie up the game. Shocking call. So absolutely fantastic that Miami still won the game because that would have been outrageous had they not. Um, because they've done enough. But um, Jimmy Buckets just keeps delivering, doesn't he? He does. He does. He, he waits get, for the moment and he keeps delivering. He could get you into coffee yet. Um, you and I talked about this a little while ago. I've got a bone to pick with these Celtics because I reckon there's something wrong with their DNA, which is going to hold them back a bit. They are their own greatest enemy. No lead they have is safe because of their propensity to move away from what works. And then some of them play hero ball and everyone tries to get theirs. I wrote a note to myself when they were up 56-46 in late in the Raptors series. I wrote this to myself. Trouble coming on offense for Boston. Now, they're up 10. Why is there trouble coming? Well, they're up 10 because of Jason Tatum. And what they tend to do when they get up big is that they move away from Get this for a sequence late in that Raptors series. For Boston on offense. Kemba Brick, jump ball. Tatum doesn't touch the ball. Smart air ball. 24-second violation. Want to make a miss. Tice turnover, Tatum finally gets the ball. He gets fouled. Watermaker brick, Kemba brick. They finally get it back to Tatum. He makes a play, gets an assist. And like that, their 10-point lead evaporates. This team has an alpha dog problem, and it's part of the reason I don't think they'll win the title, mate. I truly believe they could because it's that open. I get it. Tatum's not LeBron or Harden, thank goodness. You know, not every play has to run through him. But the likes of Kemba, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown especially, mate, to take a small lead in a significant playoff game and run around like they're up 25 on a Tuesday night in December defies belief. I I, I picked Celtics in seven. It was a toss-up for me. I, yeah. This could go either way. I, after today's game one win, are you thinking Miami comprehensively or are you thinking no, long no, series no, Miami no, in no, seven? No, no, long series, long okay. series. Okay. I, do, I think they do have an issue if Marcus Smart continues to think, and I've said this before, he continues to think he's a three-point shooter. He took 13 threes today and he hit six, which is awesome, yeah. awesome going. But he, yeah. the, the mean the mean is 34% for him. So he's taken he's taken 13 shots, 13 threes. He's taken sure. 18 yep. shots in all. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think that's what they want to be happening. He can yeah. get hot, as we've seen, but yeah. Yes, he can. He can. Uh, well said. Well... Matt, can we move to our questions without notice? All right, Matt, I've got a question without notice for you about it. A man no, that we love. Watch this. But, but, but have a listen. Have a listen to this, first of all. 
Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes coming the blue coat. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, my question for you, it's a simple laugh. Who is the best caller in pro sports, my friend? That that man. Was that game in Florida? It must have been. Oh. How would he have been allowed out? But that's just I, I want him to commentate your life, right? So you get up in the morning, oh Evans, he's showered well. He's on time. He's got breakfast. The kids are ready. Can you believe the job he's doing, this man? He could commentate anything, and it'd be interesting, I swear. Kevin Harlan's fantastic. You'd put a spoon in your daughter's mouth, and it'd be like right between the eyes. Yes, magnificent. Um, now, the, the the question I had for you, which is no longer relevant, yeah. was, and I said, think of something else. Um, what was the over-under for the number of altercations Marcus, Mor- Marcus Morris and Beverly will get involved in in the series against the Lakers. <laughs> that was my question to you, which I pre-prepared earlier okay. this week. So that's just no good. Fair enough. That's just no good at all. Fair enough. All right. So uh, I'll replace that with this. Oh, yeah. um, were you thrilled to see Tuck Shop Dudley take the court in Game 5? I was. He oh. had time. He was out there. <laughs> uh, um Friends yes, of the podcast, Matt, Matt is a huge fan of Jared Dudley. Calls him Tuck Shock Arms, which is just, 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 just disrespectful to the great man. But yes, great to see him get some court time. Uh, Matt, I'm going to I'm going to uh, show you a picture again uh, oh, in a moment. This, this is multimedia action. This, this is I'm on fire today. Uh, <laughs> now, Matt, I'm showing you a, a a photograph of the great Jeff Van Gundy. Now, I assume now that they're your thing on the sign, O'Brien, that. Uh, that you were watching the Miami game when Mike Breen said that Jimmy Butler charging $20 a coffee is criminal. You would have yes. also perked up, perked up O'Brien, when Van Gundy said that he uh, doesn't drink coffee. Now, do you realise, O'Brien, that when you age, you too, you too will look like the short, balding, sunken eye socket of a man that Jeff Van Gundy is. In fact, even worse, mate, as the most agitated man in Melbourne who does nothing to offset this character flaw by tapping into the best coffee culture in the world. My question without notice again, do you realise that you'll end up looking like Jeff Van Gogh when you're older? You can get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners, I know it's not a visual medium. And do you realise, do you realise that you're going to look like Judd Butchler if you keep going? Oh, look, I love Judd. Yep, his I eyes do. popping out of his head in the in the Absolutely. doco. Absolutely, had a um, great friend of the show made me make me a, a coffee far too strong yesterday. Now here, here's one for you. Did you like the ridiculous LeBron angry face at the start of Game Five? He hit a couple of shots and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, did you did you see, you surely you saw that? Of course I saw it. Why was that ridiculous? Oh, Question without notice is. Just, 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 just ridiculous. Yes, I did. I did you're like that he was fired. You're not, a re- you're not a wrestler, mate. Don't give give us this fake angry face. Absolutely absurd. I was out, okay. That's a great question. Now I've got a yes or no question for you, Matt, and I'm giving, I'm gifting you three of three tonight. I don't even know. Did we even mention that that caller was a man by the name of Kevin Harlan? I hope we did. Um, at the end of 
Listen carefully, O'Brien. It's a yes or no question. At the end of game five, Lakers versus Rockets, end of the series. Did Russell Westbrook shake hands with the Lakers, show respect, hug it out, and wish them well for the next oh, series? Or did what? he walk off like a petulant child like in every other playoff series he's lost? Um, this might be a trick question. I would have to say number two. The did second he part off? of it. Yeah, well, he always walks off. He's never hands him, but shook anyone's hand, has he? Doesn't believe in it, doesn't do it. <laughs> oh, did, did, Harden, did Harden stick around and shake hands? Yes, he did. Awesome. All right. Really, All right. really like that, that, that man. Now, my last one for you. Now, this is this 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 could be controversial if this happens. Okay. Will Giannis stay in Milwaukee, or has been a little? I've heard a couple of little tidbits about this. Would he end up in Golden State? Yeah, I know. I if know. they've got they've got Wiggins and the number two pick, they could put a package together. I would love to see that. Okay, so you your question. What, what is your question? <laughs> what do I think, Giannis? Well, will, will, he, will he leave one? And what are the chances you reckon he ends up at Golden State? Yeah, it's frightening. It's frightening. Uh, I don't think he'll leave. I actually think he'll stay. That he'll take the money and he'll trust the franchise who was offered to pay and go into the luxury tax to have them as elite going forward. I'm not sure the Warriors, who you and I both love, have played this perfectly. They have started with the Kevin Durant contract. They turned it into D'Angelo Russell, and now they've got Wiggins. I'm not sure that's going to be enough for Milwaukee to say, yeah, sure. Um, even though they've got the number two pick as well. Two pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not sure Wiggins is going to be the piece. I say he stays, but this is the great thing about the NBA, mate. One contract signing and another team, instant contenders. My goodness, if it's the Warriors. Frightening. Well, great questions from you. Thanks for thinking on the fly. We have now come to our Stephen A. O'Brien as our likeness of Stephen A. What is our Stephen A. segment? Stephen A. is the most opinionated sportscaster um, in all of all of America, probably all of the world. Um, I, I just want to have a bit of a, an interesting. I, I, we haven't had the turnovers segment this week, uh, Peter oh, Evans. Yes. But I'll just throw one in here, and Stephen A. is my turnover for the week. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He, he, yeah, I love the man, but he, he he's lost his mind here. He said publicly this week, I'm not sure if you were aware of this, he said yes. that the signing of Steve Nash to the Brooklyn Nets was, was, white, was white privilege. And then when he was called out on how ridiculous it was, and this is by Jay Williams, Jalen Rose, um, Mike Wilbon, all these people, he doubled down and said everyone can, in, in, in inverted commas, kick rocks. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, so Stephen A, you know, I'll just mention a few names to you. Mark Jackson, Jason Kidd, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson. There's just four African-American guys who've got a coaching job without any experience. So to say that was white privilege was just ridiculous, especially when I'm pretty sure KD and uh, our man Kyrie would have uh, ticked off on it. I would have thought. Kwame Brown! Uh-huh. Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Okay, who kicks off our Stephen A this week, mate? Do you want to go or do you want me to jump in? You can go. Okay. O'Brien, this LA Clippers team, this iteration, oh, here we go. iteration O'Brien, here we go. of the, the LA Clippers team will never win a championship. Oh, he's winding up. I could not figure out what went wrong for these Clippers team. In the four games they lost, they led by double figures in all of them, 
including leads of 15, 15 and 19 in the third quarters. Was, wow. it their, was it their arrogance? Did the Clippers relax? Have we overrated them? Is their D not as good as we all feared? Yes. The Clippers are not this defensive juggernaut they've purported themselves to be. They were fifth in the league, and I'm not giving them a free pass for load management. They've paid a price for load management now for their lack of continuity. And I wrote that before today's comments from Lou Williams and Paul George, which I'll share with you in a moment. Did you know that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard only played 37 games together all season? 37, mate. Their starting five only played 147 minutes for the season. This is their own doing. In this Nuggets series, my friend, people not named PG or KY were 10 of 37 from the field, 2 of 16 from 3 in the second halves of those games that they led. I talked to you about Lou Williams going 4 of 27 from 3. Well, Lou, that's what you get, mate, for almost ruining this entire thing and going to a nightclub instead of staying in the bubble. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Let's look at their vaunted depth, which was going to test every team. Milwaukee, the Lakers, you name it. Lou Williams, Harold, Reggie Jackson not playing. Patrick Beverly, Shamit, please. Their depth was exposed. The other issue, and you touched on this beautifully earlier, is their total lack throughout the franchise of accountability. This is from Doc Rivers after their game six loss. You touched on it. I've got the exact quote. The one thing that did stand out, they went to the free throw line like on every play. Yeah, they did, mate. Why? Because you can't can't (laughs) control Patrick Beverly, an elite defender who fouls constantly. Tell him to bring it down on notch or two, and he can be dominant on that side of the ball. In that game, by the way, the free throw count was 27 each. Equal. Yes. They are always looking for excuses, this Clippers team, looking for someone to blame. The refereeing, what opposition players are getting away with. The players feed off this. Every miss is a squealing banshee and a flop. Every free throw is an opportunity for a long and angry conversation with a referee. Every late game call against them is a whole lot of anger and finger twirling, O'Brien. There's no leadership on the court. There's no voice. There's no accountability to each other. You are spot on. You've, you've, you've outdone me today in the soccer match, mate. The camera's cut to Doc and Ty Lu and um, Sam Cassell when Jokic got hot in game six, and they looked totally perplexed. No idea what was going on. Get, this, get these comments post-game today, my friend. Lou Williams blamed their lack of chemistry. Paul oh. George blamed the lack of experience and familiarity with each other. Doc blamed fitness and some rocky quarantine experiences. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag nightclubs. you got to be kidding me. Who rocky, is... rocky quarantine experiences. I quote. <laughs> I quote. That's too good. And I don't think he means non-casual relationships, O'Brien. <laughs> Mate, who in this franchise is putting their hand up, taking responsibility and showing some leadership right now so they can grow and be better from this experience? No one. No one. And, and as I finish off, with Paul George as your number two, you have no shot of winning a title. None whatsoever. No disrespect. Hey, <laughs> Denver is young. They will be better next year. As you said, God knows what the, the hell the Warriors are going to put on the court next year with their stars and their picks. Portland can't have the same injury run. The Lakers will improve their roster. So too Utah. Where does that leave the Clippers? Nowhere. One thing I just add to your take was um, they've given up approximately 45 first-round picks to put this team together. 
So they're absolutely cooked if they don't get it done. What what are they going to do? <laughs> Listen, this is in case you're unaware, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're out of contract as of the end of next season. <laughs> and they gave up six first-rounders, is it, the yeah. next six? And an all-star franchise centrepiece in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, they gave up our boy Gallo, who we like. They had want to do something. Um, fair to say that with a net worth of $70 billion, that Steve Barmer might be prepared to go into the luxury tax and pay whatever. Um, take the floor, my friend. Stephen A is all yours. Go so my it. Stephen A is uh, – I've just changed tact. I was going to go the Houston Rockets alone. Um, <laughs> yep. But now that Mike D'Antoni's just just wandered out, and clearly he's probably was ready to wander out months ago, yep. um, any team willing to hire him now needs to be very, very careful, Peter Richard Bartholomew Evans. They need to be very, very careful. Thank you, Adam. Um, he – he may have changed the game entirely in recent years, right? He has with a few things, right? That were predicated on advanced metrics and all the nerds getting all their crap together. Um, <laughs> they've worked out that three's worth more than two. Like, congratulations. That's fantastic, you know. Um, the grade twos <laughs> could work that out. Um, they've chosen to take as many threes as possible in any given game. Um, even at the expense of two-on-one fast breaks, blokes getting the ball wide open, yep. you know, below the foul line. TJ Tucker style, refusing to still shoot it there. Um, during the course of last season, he took this even further, Mike No D'Antoni did. Um, he chose to take away a capable defender and rim finisher in Capella. Yeah. He traded him away yep. to get a super, super small ball lineup. How's that gone? Then he's also chosen to put, this is for seasons now on end, he's chosen to put all their eggs in one basket. Get Harden to play one on four for 82 games. Just wear him out till he's nothing left. Uh-huh. And as we know in the playoffs, Harden just he's just he's cooked. He can't do anymore. Uh-huh. Teams start doubling. They change a bit of defense, and they're gone straight away. Um, Harden is how old now? 31. Uh, look for it. Yes, that sounds about right. Then they chose to then backing onto this strategy. They decide to sign Westbrook. Right, who's got a number of years left on huge money, right? And he's still, as I stated last week, the worst volume shooter in NBA history. Yes, he is. And the absolute kicker of this, and I've forgotten this, and I, I, I discovered this this week. They gave up two first rounders and Chris Paul to get him. I know they did. So yep. this, this is, this is Daryl Morey has apparently kept his job, but yes. fair enough. Mike D'Antoni, any teams out there watching? Be wow. very careful what you wish for because okay. he has not got it done and it is what it is. It White is Mumba is. out. Well, Matt, it's, it's time for us to almost close up, but let's go to our closing segment as we do it every week. Our star of the show. Woo! Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> Cool. Well, having gone with uh, our boy Jamal Murray a couple of weeks ago, even in light of what happened today, I'm going to look at the bigger picture and, and leave him be for today. Because out east, what was heading towards a 4 nothing sweep to the Celtics over the Raptors, with 0.5 of a second remaining in Game 3, Boston with a 2 nothing lead and a two-point lead turned into the playoff series of the season. OJ Ananobi catches that pass of the year from Kyle Lowry. Somehow gets a three off in time and makes it to steal the game three. Let's jump ahead to a double double overtime 
125, 122. Yes. It's the classic Epic. in game six. Now, this gifted us the two best words in basketball o'brien game seven i was right behind boston for this game having uh tipped them in seven um this confused <laughs> this highly confused my eight-year-old and i quote i thought the celtics were the enemy oh but oh. mate hats off to toronto i was scathing of their chances pre-season luckiest title winners ever i had them pegs days i gave them no chance of being relevant well kudos to them mate Great season. They turned it up at the tail end of the year. They always found a way. They were the team uh, of the bubble before the playoffs. You and I have had many a laugh or a cheap shot at Kyle Lowry. He was superb, capital S. Um, but also to the Celtics. They could have dropped their heads after losing that game three on the buzzer. They could have dropped their bundle entirely when they were moments away from winning that series in the double overtime loss in game six. Both teams gave us a series we deserved, O'Brien. Two very likable, very well-coached teams. One that we'll see for years to come in the Celtics. The other, as you so well said, a piece away maybe from being back at the tail end next year. Stars of the show for me, the reigning champs, the Raptors, and the up-and-coming Celtics. Very good. Well, I went the bleeding obvious because I can't remember a guy who's... I've gone two players here. It's a joint star of the show. Jamal Murray and Jokovic, my man. (laughs) They just yep. refuse to concede these guys. Three yep. to one, down three to one twice. They keep fighting. They keep delivering when they're almost done. Just yes. massive kudos for them, their teammates. And who knows, mate, they might be the team of destiny. I'd love to see them in Miami battle it out in the finals. Just, yeah, it'd be great to see different teams at the pointy end. But uh, they're, my, they're my star of the show. I just can't believe a team can come back three to one twice. Um, especially given the fact that they are away from home, it would be easy just to pack it up and say, okay, let's just go back home to our lives. We're in this tricky situation. We're struggling to see our, see our families, whatever. Wouldn't be that easy to be there um, yes. with all the restrictions on them. But just to keep going just shows how much they care about winning. And um, they were a team I didn't really rate, and they've changed my mind <laughs> this, this postseason. Awesome. Awesome, bud. Uh, well said. I'm, I'm glad I went somewhere else. I wanted to, to leave that to you. And without even discussing it, you you took it. Uh, well done by you. Matt, we got there again. Another huge week in the NBA. Can't wait to touch base with you next week, my friend, and see where we are in the midst of all the tail end of this round two, depending on how it goes. Go well. Have a great week, my friend. Stay safe. Stay masked. All our listeners, please rate us, uh, review, follow us. Only if you rate us well, though. If you, don't, if, you don't, if you rate us badly, don't bother rating us at all. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get a better clip than, uh, than Patrick Beverly. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Cheers.